When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's nice. Welcome into Smooth Jazz. Smooth Jazz. 8.55. Today we've channels. got a good yeah. show on tap. Can we, does it, do you have a different, like, more hype music? No. Let's go! Every, for all city, so. Oh, okay. This is the Super Bowl song. We can just pretend, like, da 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 I tried, and none of you guys didn't take my lead. I was trying to get us pumped up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! There we go! Let's do this! Man. Man. Wow. Just the rest of the show. All we do is sounds. (laughs) All we do is sounds. Uh, Uh, We had to psych ourselves up a little bit. Yeah. It was a long night. It was. Radio Row doesn't have the energy that I thought it would, honestly. It makes me realize yeah. how much energy we have on this pod. Yeah, there's a lot of old people. Wow. Yeah. You again. It's, this is yeah. the second day in a row you've been bashing, uh, quote unquote, old people. He mid, does that. Middle age and older. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I just keep it real. You know, you're going you to become one of them someday. I know. I'm or are you there if you're now? Lucky. You're 30. You're old. When do you become middle aged? Well, how old do you 40, 40, you're for sure middle-aged. Definitely. Definitely. At, th- at 35, you like are 80. you there? Hey, Carm. 35 what to 45. What age is middle-aged? When do you become middle-aged? 57. 57? Wow. How Wait, long do you, you plan on living? 103. 103. 103. <laughs> 103. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. In its own way. Kind of, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Um, so, anyways. Long night. Um, <sighs> so capped long. off by the worst Madden game of all time. I'm glad I was asleep. For oh, that. actually, no. The, there was another. There cap. was another one. There yeah. was kind of a double cap thing. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to put anybody on blast. There were two people who were Parker terrible. Parker and John Riskin. <laughs> yeah, they uh, suck. The uh, we're calling them the Biz Boys because they're on the, the business boys, side of yeah. things. Um, they played a Madden game in which no points were scored for 59 minutes of the. Well, I guess they the did equivalent. Do, yeah, the equivalent of 59 minutes of the game. And then That's in the final tough. minute. Two busted coverages, two touchdowns, <laughs> one failed two-point conversion, uh, which was the right call because they had combined to miss four kicks to that point. Yeah. Uh, immediate throw to the flat, loss of five yards, two-point. It was a it was a seven-six seven-six game. And then we had some uh, betting on another game that went on in the night. And yeah. if you want to bet, check out our presenting sponsor, DraftKings oh, Sportsbook. Thank you, thank nice. you. Tip for the cat, tip nice. for the cat. Thank you, beautiful. thank you. I did Parker well. He was on my side. I was a nine and a half, no, ten and a half point favorite against Spano. Some late magic. I let him pick the teams. He took the Chiefs, gave me the Texans, and uh, yeah, twenty to nine, last second. And we might be in for another one tonight because yeah. we are going to Illegal Pete's right Ooh. after we're done here at Radio Row. Mm-hmm. Um, come hang out with us seven o'clock if you're in the Phoenix slash Arizona slash Southern New Mexico yeah. area, West Texas. 
West no, Texas. not West Texas at all. Um, I don't think people really care. I don't think people care about our Madden games last night. Yeah. But we did. One thing they may care about. I feel like the, they care the, about everything the, about the us. media party, though. Yes. Oh, yes. The, so we had the media party last night, and the NFL wow. goes all out. Last year was it Disney World? Uh, Universal Studios. Universal Studios. Is that the same thing? Yeah, I, I, d- I don't know. They're it's not technically, but they have similar vibes. But okay. that just kind of shows how the NFL goes all out for right. these. Uh, yesterday, last night's was at, uh, it's called The Farm. Wow. And it, yeah. is, it is a beautiful a venue. But it, it's not just a farm. No, there's more it's, to it than that. It's like a farm venue. It's like a farm on steroids. Do you think they use steroids in the in the animals? Pro, yeah, pro, the turkeys were huge. That one turkey. That one turkey. Yeah, the they, carrot was, was gobbling tiny. up a storm. Yeah, yeah. There was even a sign because this turkey was just gobbling a lot. There was a, yeah. a handwritten sign, probably not by the turkey, but it was written in turkey's voice <laughs> that said like, "No, I'm happy. Don't yeah. worry no about me. These yeah. are happy screams, gobbles. gobbles. Yeah, gobbles yeah, yeah, yeah. These are happy gobbles. <laughs> um, there." I don't think we actually ate turkey, which is kind of nice. Um, Not that one. That at it least. wasn't, yeah, that it wasn't there. And uh, boy, this thing was huge. Tons of media. I want to take credit for the turkey talking, because uh, oh. I, I just want you to remember the turkey was not making any sound until I gobbled at it, and then what happened? It came over to the thing. It gobbled. I gobbled. It gobbled. It was like a whole conversation. Wow. That. that checks out <laughs> it does. yeah, checks yeah. Out. so you loud turkey it was also your boy cold it was freezing what the fuck yeah seriously i don't understand earmuffs arizona five seconds before just yeah. earmuffs <laughs> earmuffs earmuffs forever all right Big earmuff earmuffs week. forever but we're a podcast so lip read good luck <laughs> good luck um anyways yeah arizona step your heat up please because yeah. please. what's the point without it i know just there's no in point. denver <laughs> yeah, it's Arizona. We're oh, getting our resident. We're getting the uh, Phoenix minute with Emma. <laughs> I just don't get the point of Arizona if it's not gonna be hot. All right, here we go, Emma. One minute starting now. Tell yep. us about Phoenix weather. Phoenix weather. Okay, so it's cold. Yeah, it is. It's cold from like in the winter. I want to say really? December, like November. It starts getting a little cold, and then December it's iffy. Is this how seasons January work? it's freezing. February. This is like the first February that it's been like this cold. Mm. Um, we're supposed to have rain rather than the cold. It's supposed to have like some monsoons going. Desert. Wow. Uh, it is a desert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. They're asking about you in the comments <laughs> right now. <laughs> 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 they, 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 they do. They miss you. <laughs> I know. I heard, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Even hey. though he was rudely tweeting at me last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. he did pick up on your tweets. Yeah, when, I get, when I get home and all my updates are just Henry just trying to bash me. <laughs> and I can't respond. Like, <laughs> he's he's go, so go red right now. Like, oh, it's terrible. Well, I'll defend you if you go after him. Can I, can I just, That's yeah, true. Let me use your mouthpiece. I just want to say there's another you're one a free right. agent. <laughs> yeah, don't you work here? Not, not, my, uh, not my best move there. You're a free agent, so I know you have to like keep your image up. You can't be fighting with me on Twitter. This is my time, and this you're not going to stop me. I know. Yeah. Wow. Go Grizz. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Don't let him get away with that. I mean, they've blown him out, like, the past five there years. There we go. There we go. Okay. Well, what happened, what happened with 100 blah, blah. before that? Tell me about You weren't alive for those. Tell me about 1918, what was going on. I don't know. Probably what a Grizz win, though. Probably a Grizz win. <laughs> it was probably really cold. <laughs> it was probably really freaking cold, just like Arizona. The, the All right. comments I've, want yeah. you to tackle Henry. 
Yeah, I actually not so right I'm, now. I'm gonna come by just randomly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> take his ass off. out. You don't think you can take me right now? Wow. Henry's gonna have shotgun that Red Bull. He yeah, promised I lost live a on bet. air. So. Oh, no wonder you lost. I got to sneak away, but I'll be back. But I'm watching. Eyes in back of my head. Yeah. When he spills half of it. Yeah. Oh, just like the last time he shot. It was on my shirt last time. <laughs> See, Alex. Oh man, what a guy. Oh, man, That's yeah. Best guest we have. Oh, he's amazing. How'd uh, you get there, Henry? Uh, just a card in case we need to contact anybody. Creative director. Man, Ooh, I'm not going to share all the that's information. A, that's no, a cool don't. card. That's that's a high, that's cool card. Some high-level folks. It really is. <sighs> wow, that just. Saved our podcast. Yeah. We were yeah. off to a rough yeah. start. We were off to a rough start. Nothing had happened It yet. reminded me that this podcast is sometimes about Broncos. Too. It is. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of the Broncos, oh. um, Big Tommy Tommy Rocks Tommy came Tom. after the Broncos and Sean Payton last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he dropped a rock on our fun. Wow, he really did. And I want to read this word for word so we're not taking anything out of context. Here is what Tommy Tommy Rocks Rocks said. Tommy Tommy Rocks. After being in Tommy on the Rocks. Any relation Phoenix. to Timmy Timmy Pat Pat? <laughs> no. No, no relation. I don't think so. Um, but here is what Tom Rock underscore Newsday at on Twitter said. He said, sat with Terry Bradshaw for a bit. Interesting comments on Sean Payton, his co-worker. Wait, I need the uh, every bit of punctuation. Uh I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay, I'm going to start over. Sat with Terry Bradshaw for a bit, period. (laughs) Interesting comments on Sean Payton, comma, his co-worker for the past year at Fox, period. I should have said Fox. All caps. All caps, yeah. yeah. Which is correct. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, good good on him. Payton didn't want to go to Arizona, B.C. because Because. of the— QB. Oh. Likely quarterback. Period. Also, Let's said he about didn't Queen want B. to go to Denver, BC, because. of the QB. Exclamation mark. Exclamation yes, mark. Yes, exclamation wow. mark. Ultimately, he took that job in spite of Russ. Rock tweeted. So if you weren't wow. able to get that the first time, because there was a lot of interesting things. Punctuation. Sat with Terry Bradshaw for a bit. Interesting comments on Sean Payton, his co-worker for the past year at Fox. Said Peyton didn't want to go to Arizona because of the quarterback. Also said he didn't want to go to the go to the Broncos because of the quarterback. Ultimately, he took the job in spite of Russ. So this is a guy, Terry Bradshaw, through Tommy Rocks, who says that Terry Bradshaw said pretty much from Sean Peyton that he did not take the Broncos job. He took it in spite of Russ. Yeah, with all due respect to Timmy Timmy Pat Pat's cousin or whatever. <laughs> Tommy I, Tommy Rock Rock. I'm throwing this one out. Oh uh, it's you know what I know what everybody does? They bash. They bash Russell Wilson. It's so easy. Blah 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 blah. Because you know what? Every single word of that sounds absolutely true. Anybody could say it. I could put together a tweet that's ooh, just ooh, so ooh. obvious. Do it. Ooh. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Let's, okay. Let's put together a tweet. Okay. Oh, Who are we dragging? Uh, Alex Singleton. <laughs> No. Oh, he can't say anything on Twitter right now. He can't say anything. No contract. Draft it out. What, was, how, what does it say? Alex. <laughs> Good start. No, you got to be. It's got to be like oh, yeah, I yeah. talked to Josie oh, yeah, yeah, Jewel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to, uh, to Josie Jewel. Maybe JJ. Too confusing. Too many JJs at the moment. Yeah, Josie could be in a lot of Jewel. Period. Period. He said. He said. 
Alex. Oh, here's he said, the thing. He said A dot singleton. A dot singleton. You gotta yeah, be a yes, little. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so those two actually share a loofah. He said A dot singleton lost the loofah. Oh, this this isn't believable. This is not good. No, Damn, it's not no, believable. It's bad. So, it's bad. I thought you were gonna be able to get Tommy Tommy Rock Rock, okay. but you didn't. It's so much easier when it's, it's when it's Russell. When it's Russell, it's easy. You know, Henry, you said it's so easy to just pile on Russ. I think what you did was a little too easy. I think it was too easy, the route he took of just saying it's too easy to pile on Russ, and so a lot of people are doing it, so I'm going to take the route of saying that it's uh, not true because it's too easy. So no. I think you took the easy road out. Mm. The way Sean Payton talked or didn't talk about Russ on Monday, well, I'm not saying this is 100% true, but uh, it would have been so easy for Sean Payton to get up there and say, look, we, we saw Russ for 10 years play at a Hall of Fame level. Hmm. Nine pro the second winningest quarterback in NFL history in his first 10 years, only shy of one game to Peyton Manning. I'm going to be able to put him in my system. Look what I did with Drew Brees. This would have been the ultimate sales job. Mm -hmm. It would have been so easy for Sean Payton. Instead, when he had opportunities, he touched on Russ, and, and he did give him credit for being, like, one of the hardest workers out there. But that was about it. Now, to be fair also to Sean, it's not like he went and talked about other players and was gushing about other players. But I don't think there was one question in the press conference or after when we talked to him where he was asked about another player. So it's not like he yeah, had the sure. opportunity. He could have gushed about Russ, and he didn't. So when I read this, I say, that's kind of the idea I got. Like, maybe, maybe he didn't take the job in spite of Russ, but Russ was certainly not a selling point here. And that's fair. Mm -hmm. um, so you're Team Tom. I think I'm Tom Tom. Wow. A little bit. A little bit. Also, the comments are mentioning that Alex walked by again, and they, everyone saw Henry flinch. Wow. Yeah, I've been jumping my ass off over here. As soon as somebody looks over there, yeah, it's terrifying. I think uh, he's coming from this way because he's taking he is it now. off. He's coming off set. He's, yeah, he's lining up Whatever a nice happens, angle. It's all your fault. He's a master oh, of angles. It is. I, yeah, I, well, yeah, I get what I deserve. Don't, don't start don't talk fights with it. NFL yeah. linebackers. Just a word of advice. Yeah, it's a feels good. terrifying. Uh, we ac actually, Takeo Spikes would. is right next to us. If you want to start some shit with him too. Oh yeah. Well, no, he should get on his side so that he oh, has him. That's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good oh, idea. When yeah. Alex tries to tackle me, I have Takeo waiting in the wings. There's probably not a better person to have on your side in this room than Mr. Spikes. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, Sean Merriman's been around a lot. That's He's scary. True. That's that who is that is. True. That guy is huge. Dude, it's he unbelievable. Is I, so, it's so, unbelievable. Uh, little uh, spoiler, little tease. Yeah. We're having Jake Plummer on. Yeah. Oh, show yeah. That's going to come and up, so really. I saw Sean Merriman walk by. We're also having James Palmer on. <laughs> Big time. Big yeah, so time. stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that. But uh, we, we saw. I saw Sean Merriman walk by, and I said, do you think he sacked Jake Plummer ever? And uh, probably. Yeah, probably. They, they played at the same yeah. time. And I just thought, could you imagine if Sean Merriman tackled Jake Plummer now? Oh. What that would look like? Because yeah. Sean Merriman, I mean, he's only gotten, like, bigger and stronger. How? And How Jake, did, he's just growing. Like, I yeah. think he's gotten taller, too. Yeah. yeah. He's huge. <laughs> he's massive. He, big, he looks like The Rock. He Typically, does. tall he's people are just kind of, like, long or elongated. And with him... He's just massive. So big. Like, yeah. he's just built like a, he's built like a short person. That's how he's built. He's built like a little muscle, like, strength coach guy, except then stretch all of that out. Not stretch, because the whole thing grows In, proportionately. Like, like the rock. Pl like like the rock. command plus, like command plus, yeah. command plus. You got that before <laughs> Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I would take Sean Merriman. 
Yeah, probably. It's the biggest person I've seen here for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Andrew Whitworth's been here, though. Oh, he he's was bigger. So he's bigger. Imagine Huge. those two going In terms out. of, like, muscle. Well, Andrew did play more recently, though. I'm still going Sean Merriman. Yeah, I think he got true. to. Our guy Chris Sims right here, though. Oh, guy. Big homie. time. Yeah. Big time. Speaking of Chris Sims. Wait, hold on. I see a Red Bull right here. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I've actually been planning my day around this. Uh, for those... For those who don't know, I said if Chris Sims said fuck on our show. The F word. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Chris Sims can say All time earmuffs. He called it. He called it. And as you may remember, he yelled fuckers. And so now I have to shotgun this was the deal. Can I chug it? You know I'm a mess. You're really bad at shotgunning. It's a new hoodie. Henry, Henry, you put this on yourself. Wait a minute. You got out of your own shotgun. You You have no leg to stand on He did a chug. No, no, no. You said chug. So he should have built it around. We're inside. I don't want to spill. Instead, he just said we don't want to get this nice table. That's how you help yourself. We are inside. I don't want to spill. There we go. There we go. I'll chug, chug this. That and t- can I just say, I need this. No, we don't need I, to talk anymore. You need to mor- chug. Three, two, I've been brumating all morning. Move the mic. Oh there, God, you don't, there you go. There you go. There you go. choke. Oh I my felt gosh. like he was going to choke. Oh, my God. Alex Singleton's coming. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take? This is eight ounces. How long does this take him? That's only eight ounces? Oh, why oh, is he crying? <laughs> oh, my God. Did he just God, say it's spicy? Oh, no. This is like a 40. What are we doing here? Bro. Is this a bottomless one? It just keeps refilling? Chugged a Mickey's faster than that. What's a Mickey's? Are you even done? (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. I'm crying. Check it. Zach? You didn't even shake it. Enough. Enough. Well, I didn't want to spill on here. Why did you touch it like it was a piece of evidence in a murder trial? Because I had to make sure. Yeah, there's there's not Dry as a bone. I was going to flip it. Because you know that's how you uh, oh, do it and say, yeah, you exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now you understand why I was fragile. Did you hear the word I used earlier? I, I said brumating and nobody yeah, built off that. I didn't know what that meant. It's what, what an alligator either. does and other reptiles. <coughs> it's like their form of hibernation, but it's only kind of like half hibernation. Don't know what that means. Yes. I've been trying yeah. to reserve my energy all morning for this show. Oh, mm. it didn't work. He must have thought yes, he was thinking about that joke for like all day yesterday. Brumating. And, and brumating. Boy, Don't forget brumating. Fall flat. I'm sorry, Henry. You, you feeling like ready to go, though? When you feel, shows back you feeling up. ready to go? Yep, yep. I'm a little scared still, but we're good oh, to go. Man, a little scared. Someone just called you Henry Glurp Glurp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Glurp Glurp. That's incredible. That's Henry, incredible. I have something that's going to make you feel better. Oh. Uh. Uh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> this show's over. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please talk about some football? This is just em- embarrassing. Please. Yes. Wow. I thought you were going to say you have something that's going to make him feel better and say Roman. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't want to know about that. Henry, you want to tell us about Roman? It gives you wings. Mm. Mm. Don't think that's their exact <laughs> slogan. Uh, I think it's something else. You know what makes me feel better, though? DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh. Winning money over there because I feel like this season they've just been you know, hand the money out. And because they have been handing money out, you bet $5 on any bet in the Super Bowl and you get 200 bonus dollars in your account. Bet on the Super Bowl, pick a team to win, $5, you get 200 bonus dollars in your account. And also, same game parlay for the Super Bowl. Maybe we build one up on Friday Ooh, or yeah. something. Um, we got a guest that could actually help us with that on Refs Friday. Stay tuned. Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. The Ref Bowl. Over three and a half. The Ref Bowl. Over, nah. th- over three and a half. I'm, I'll take the under. I'll oh, take- wow. 
or unless oh, I'll, you're going to get under. all yeah, yeah. in the weeds and be like, that was a holding and it shouldn't have been. Or That's something. what you he know, does. That, okay, well, then definitely the That's over. his stick. Because I do. How, many plays <laughs> are, how many plays are there going to be? 147? Yeah. Wow, I would have said like 130, but. So you're taking the under on 147 and a half? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can oh, find wow. 147 penalties on. So, yeah, I like the over there on the wow. three and a half. I think, I think that's going to smash. But if you find lines that you think you're going to smash, check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook and use the $200 in bonus bets. This is the last NFL game, so this may be the last time you get the offer of $200 in bonus bets. So check them out. Use that promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. See our show notes for details. And you have a gambling promo code 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. Sorry, I can't turn my back at the moment. Um... You can't tell us about Roman, though. Yeah, Roman. So if you're having any, uh, uh, if you have any reason to to want to uh, perform better Thanks. in situations where people, just so you know, he's walking that way. Oh yeah, he knows. Okay. You're good. Yeah, oh, I you're saw. Good. I saw. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 you want to be at your very very best this Valentine's Day, then reach out to Roman because Roman is meant for making men feel better and perform better in sexual ways let's just say it it it, it it's a it's a sexual pill for for sexual people who want to be better sexually um yeah so roman um like i said they have an awesome awesome stuff going on ahead of valentine's day if you order the pills uh by february 8th they will get there in time for valentine's day which is the the, the time that you uh would want to be at your very, very peak best. Peak performance. Yeah, peak, peak performance. Um, they address a variety of sexual health needs. Uh, they have genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman also offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. And, uh, yeah, use the code DMVR, 20% off your first order. Roman. Lads. Lad? Leads up 1-0 on Man U. Uh, it's Let's big time. go. First minute goal for my guy, Willie Nanto. Great. Good yes. for you. Anyways. Happy uh, for him, aren't you, Henry? Willie Nanto? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fucked up, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> earmuffs. Uh, earmuffs. I earmuffs. said all-time earmuffs. <laughs> oh, you did say all-time earmuffs. Um. Okay. I never got to state my position. Yes. Yes. I yeah. Um. I am in the middle. Well, I don't I, think I'm kind of. In the you're middle. kind of in the middle yeah. too. Yeah. I don't think Welcome. that. First of all, if he didn't take the Arizona job in because of Kyler. He can't also have not wanted the the Broncos job because of Russ. You know what I'm saying? Like he took the Broncos job. Right. So that at the very yeah, least yeah, tells yeah. you he thinks that Russ is a, a more reclaimable uh, than Kyler, or that the Broncos job is just a better position overall. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't want Sean Payton coming here being like I'm here for Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Of because course. there is a chance. That Russell Wilson falls flat on his face next year, and all we can think of is how the hell do we get out of this mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, the main reason why I wanted Sean Payton in the first place was, one, he, he gives you the best chance to save Russell Wilson, in my opinion. Yep. Two, I still want him if you don't have Russell Wilson because he's going to be able to get you a competent offense, in my opinion, uh, and hopefully you know, capitalize on a quarterback like Quarterbacks like Derek Carr are becoming available these days. Yeah. I think if you put Derek Carr in Sean Payton's offense, you're gonna ha- you're gonna hump. You're saying trade for Derek Carr? I would. Maybe going to New Orleans. <laughs> I'd, fr- I'd rather have him than Russ. And we talked about this last night. So Derek Carr's visiting the Saints today. There was a report that a trade is worked out, but then there were other reports that said a trade wasn't worked out. And we said, well, 
could the Broncos pick that they traded to New Orleans actually be traded back into the AFC West to the Raiders for Derek Carr? And then you said then the Broncos' trade of getting Sean Payton not only helped them getting Sean Payton, but it helped the Raiders get worse unless they then go and upgrade their quarterback position by then trading that pick for, a say, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I really want the Saints to trade that pick because if they trade that pick to the Raiders, that will make it the sixth team that that pick has belonged wow. to. Insane. I mean, that's going to be the player that nobody wanted. It's going to be a record. What's that? What's that going to So you have Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. Uh, what would this be called? Mr. Nobody Wanted? That doesn't really roll off the tongue. Yeah. No. What, there's got to be a word for that. What's a person nobody wants? <coughs> Mr. Replaceable? Mr. Replaceable. Oh. That's pretty Mr. good. Mr. Trade? That's pretty good. Mr. Um, Resistible. Because, like, uh, irresistible is someone that everyone yeah. wants. He is resistible. <laughs> Mr. Resistible. That's pretty good. I do think, though, like... And if you want to go from resistible to irresistible, check out our friends over at Roman. Boom. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yes, nobody will resist that. Um, I do think, though, that the the Raiders are screwing up letting Derek Carr visit with the Saints. That's too far. That crosses the line. Like, I get you reach out, you talk, like, is this going to work out, whatever. But once it gets to a visit, that's when they can start making schemes. Because what can they do? They say, you know what? Don't trade for Derek or if I'm Derek Carr, I say, don't trade for me because I will just sign with you in free agency when they cut me to save $30 million. Like, they're going to cut me if they don't get a trade, and I promise I'm coming here. That's, that's, a, that's I don't know. If, if you let them talk over the phone, the Saints might not trust them. Visiting in person, dangerous. But they're to the point where Derek's going to do it. It's not like, like, they know that Derek's gone anyways. So I don't think him visiting somewhere is going to change that. Maybe not, but they, it just gives them a chance to make a scheme because the Saints would much rather they don't have to trade for him. You of know? course, of course. Like yeah. they could just cut him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, now, circling back to what you said, Ryan, you know the biggest difference that jumps out to me between Kyler and Russ in terms of a coach's perspective and why, uh, why Sean Payton may have said, I'm not going to Arizona because of Russ or because of Kyler, but I will go to Denver. What? Is the work ethic. Mm. And that's a huge, huge thing. If you think that you can uh, work with someone and make them better, but what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to put in the work, too. We know Kyler, the homework clause, and we know yep. Russ, and he mentioned it. And we, we all know call that Russ. Call of Duty Kyler. That's yeah, what they call Call of Duty Kyler. Wow. We all know that Russ is going to be on uh, and, and working and give it his all all the time. So that could have been the difference maker between those two. It's a great point. I mean, I truly believe that Russ is – sick about the way that he played football this year yeah, yeah. Uh, and I truly believe that he thinks that he can work his way out of it literally work yeah. like I think that he is willing to do anything to not play like that again I completely agree now Sean Payton's obviously also, already Kyler's not even playing next year yeah, exactly, which is, which is crazy. I don't know what they do and why they maybe mm -hmm. still haven't even found a coach. Um, but what, what, when it comes to Russ, we know that Sean Payton has already said, your guys aren't coming in the building. He's already laying down boundaries. He's not afraid to tell Russ no. We've seen that already. Something else that Sean's got to do is he's got to make Russ work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Ru Russ has uh, um, talked about just how he doesn't sleep, how he's always in the facility, and that's – High knees on the plane. Yeah, that, that's good mm -hmm. to an extent. Sometimes getting 
eight hours of sleep or six hours of sleep is better than studying for two more hours when you've already been studying for 12 hours in a day, plus the practices, plus the lifts. Mm -hmm. I hope that's something that Sean is able to, to show Russ. And we kind of also heard that that's how Sean's going to approach this. Sean said his first few years in, in New Orleans, he probably didn't have a battery level. He probably drained it all the time because he just thought he had to grind and grind and grind and mm -hmm. grind. I think Sean Payton can be, and he said, you know, not that I'm not gonna work hard here, but I know the areas to use my energy for. That's exactly what Russell Wilson needs, is to know where to spend his energy, with who is going to be key. And I think that Sean Payton's going to have a big role in that of saying, no, don't leave the facility and go and talk to your guys. Stay here, talk with us. And I think that could be huge for, for Russ as well. Definitely. I mean, so much of it is just about scheme fit. You know, it's not like, oh, here's, here's how you do a five-step drop. It's like, how do they want you to do it? We had Chris Sims on here saying basically that, where it's, oh, this guy came in, Josh Daniels came in, he tweaked this play a little bit, tweaked this play a little bit. All of a sudden, it feels like a play that works. Like, it's just these little tiny things about how the coach wants it done or how the coaches want it done to fit the system. And so I do think that makes a lot of sense that you'd want to be coached by the people who are calling your plays and doing that sort of thing, you know? Like, that, it, it's just obvious. The other thing about Sean Payton, you know, he, he said this in the uh, the – his opening press conference, it's, it's along the same lines of what Zach was saying. He's just going to have to accept that early on, the to-do list is not going to be done every day. Like, there are going to be so many pieces of unfinished business just because the team isn't there. You just got to accept it. Fair enough. One more thing on Russ, unless people, you have something along this oh, line. Oh, I just love that people in the comments are saying Hank, Hank's looking around like he owes someone money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've made some bad decisions. Now here we are. Was it talk shit get hit? Yeah. Literally, yeah. he's Whoa, talk shit. You didn't he's, hear much. Let's about go. I've broken you. We said, we, said, we said the S word was acceptable. Shit? Yeah. Okay. Well, now you made me question it, so I had to say <laughs> the S word now. Um, oh, God darn it. Ryan, oh, geez Louise. I'm going to go full Philip Rivers on you just to spite you. Uh, um, but another thing with Russ, we found out today that he is maybe partially or the reason why the Pro Bowl was changed to a flag football game. After last year's Pro Bowl, Russ mm -hmm. apparently called Roger Goodell. Goodell said this today and said that Russ gave him the idea to change it to a flag football game. What do you guys think? First of all, it was always a flag football game. And that's kind of what Russ told uh, Goodell, apparently, was yeah. it, it's it's not a real football game. Let's just make it so it's really not a real football game. Yeah. Honestly, the Pro Bowl itself is an embarrassment to the sport of football. Um, everything about it is bad. Uh, the flag football makes it extra dumb. But it was also kind of worse when they were, like, pretending to tackle each other. Yes. So uh, I guess – this is a good thing by Russ. I'm sure the internet is somehow spinning it into a bad thing by Russ. Yeah. I think it's a step in the right direction. So I got to say, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. Who did? But I did see we that. We all saw that Pat Sertan pick. Exactly. We all saw the one play with Pat Sertan and the one play when Jalen <coughs> Ramsey hit somebody. Oh, yeah. And I saw that Pat Sertan play. And I was like, oh, that was actually kind of interesting. You see Justin Jefferson, like, the little, little wiggle at the top of the route. Pat doesn't bite. He jumps around like – I enjoyed watching that clip, and for a second I did think, like, I, I wouldn't mind watching a little bit more. Now, I'm not going to actually do it, and it's still not a good game, but I do think it's, like, on the path right back, and at least there's some positive momentum. Fair enough. So you said I, I bet the Internet's crushing him. 
Uh, I tweeted this out. The two comments with the most likes on it, one is in all caps, why does Russell ruin everything? <laughs> the, sec the second one, the flag football game was far and away much better than the usual Pro Bowl game. So some people like it, some people don't. Imagine the person who thought that the Pro Bowl was something that could be ruined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been ruined. Like it's been ruined for a decade at least, probably. Did, was there a time where they actually played a oh, real yeah. football game? I mean, remember Sean Taylor hitting that guy? Like oh, that was kind of the turning the, wasn't point. Wasn't that the punter? The punter, yeah. That that was like the turning point. Would you guys like it if they did that? So it was more so how the MLB used to do it, where the Pro Bowl meant something. No, no. no. Oh, I, that, just I would don't love it. do it. I would love just it. Don't do it. Have a mindset. Well, yeah. I mean, that's also fair. Don't play the Pro Bowl. In fact, if I was a coach, I would pay my players to not go to the Pro Bowl. Wow. And then wow. you get suspended for paying your players. That's true. The table. You can just put it against the salary cap or whatever. I just you get a bo no. It would be in their contract. <clears throat> if you make the Pro Bowl, you get a. Uh, $100,000 bonus to your contract if you don't play. Oh. Mm -hmm. I like it. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, it's an $84,000 bonus if you win the game. What, oh. is it, what, is yeah. that, what is that like for a normal human? Like, get this award, but then don't go to the award ceremony to accept it? And you get a bonus? Yeah. But you only get the bonus if you don't go you to don't accept go. it. I would, I would take it. Yeah, so yeah. You get paid to not do something rather than doing something. But you have to do something Preferable. in order to not do something. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. What an interesting. It would thing. be. It would actually be like if we got a bonus for not coming to Radio Row, but not doing row. our podcast. Yeah, podcast row. Has anybody actually you gotten hurt yourself. in the Pro Bowl? Thank you. I don't know, but probably. Not, I'm sure. At some point, that I'm sure. punter yeah. was probably hurt after Sean Taylor decleated him. Yeah, it's a punter. <laughs> That's not. That's what I mean. A football player. You know? Okay. Um, one more important Broncos piece of news to touch on is the fact that they still don't have a defensive coordinator. Ooh. Yeah. So strange. I was told, got the sense that this thing might not come together, especially on the defensive side, right away. Um, and I kind of I, I heard that before yesterday. Followed it up a little bit last night, um, and I believe that that I heard it multiple times. So uh, don't be worried about it. Um, really? And especially because they only have interviewed one person. True. Um, it did seem like they were locked in on him, but they also did have a couple of other options that mm -hmm. kind of fell through. So um, this thing might not be until next week. I guess you can make a, the case for that being a good thing. You know, it seemed like it was kind of a three-horse race with uh, Sean Desai, uh, with Ejiro Evero, and Brian Flores. And so when you look at that, you say, like, oh, there's a, there's a top three or whatever. Oh, no, there goes, there goes Brian Flores. There goes Ejiro Evro. You're left with one. Panic. Bring him in. Make sure you get one of those top three. It's like, no, it's okay. Take your time. And also Don't just take your first interview. The one with Sean yesterday was Zoom. So True. not even like a, a full-time one where you're in office and talking to him. And also, Sean Payton is super busy this week. Obviously, one of the things he's the biggest thing he's doing for the Broncos is putting together his coaching staff. Mm -hmm. But then he also has commitments this weekend as well. So he may just kind of be doing a first round this week, gathering things, and then mm -hmm. really attack it next week. So I personally am not worried at all. Nope. All right. You, you guys made me feel better. But Good. the options, to be fair, though, the options are dwindling yes. the longer you wait. And we've talked to the Arizona Cardinals or the PHNX guys covering the Cardinals. They are freaking out about not having a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing them freak out about head coach makes me think, okay, I do understand the urgency of hiring guys, but at the, at the same time, this is a defensive coordinator, not the head coach. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I wanted Brian Flores. It seems like the Broncos weren't ready to move 
fast enough yeah. for him, potentially. Same thing with the Cardinals uh, as their head coach. Um, he was ready to work, and he, you know, he had a good job offer on the table from the Vikings. He took it. Um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I guess I'm, I'm not all that excited about Desai. So if they don't that. get him, I'm not going to be upset. At the same time, though, it's I don't. It, it, it doesn't feel like there's anyone that can happen that's going to excite me. Yeah, no, you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right. The one thing about Brian Flores is I could see him looking at that Cardinals job and saying. No, I, I, I don't want to become a head coach for a second time with an organization that I True. very well may not succeed in. But he accepted that job with the Vikings on Monday. He was supposed to have an interview with the Broncos on Tuesday. The Vikings defense is garbage. I'm just curious. I just wonder why he didn't wait till Tuesday to talk with the Broncos to potentially take over this group build them up to be a top five defense in the NFL and then go take a head job. To me, that I'm, I'm a little confused at, at why he didn't just wait 24 hours to talk to the Broncos for what could have been a much better job than going to Minnesota. Definitely. And I think from, from a fan perspective, from an outside perspective, you know, it really is easy to get excited about Brian Flores, you know, be, because you can look at him and say like, ah, oh, here's what he does. Here's the, the success that he has. Whereas Sean Desai, total unknown, basically, nobody – has talked about him. Vic Fangio knows him. Vic Fangio. Don't forget, the golden touch of Vic. Vic Fangio. So if you're as connected as Vic Fangio, you know all about him. Everybody yeah. else know. But the thing <clears throat> is, we also know that Brian Flores has some flaws. You know, there is a reason he was fired. He did rub people the wrong way. It's not like he was this 100% perfect coaching prospect that it would have been a home run. It's just that there was enough strength that we say, hey, He's, he's going to win more battles than he loses when you look through his resume. Sean Desai is just a total unknown. I think the downside of Brian Flores is, well, look what Tua did when he left. Look at the offense that he had in Miami. It wasn't good. The defense was good. Yeah. And, and brought an aggressive nature and style and physicality that you liked. And he's not going to worry about the quarterback position. So I personally do think it's, it's a bummer. It's not necessarily that the Broncos lost him, though, since they didn't mm-hmm. even talk to him. Yeah. I'm just confused at why he didn't even want to talk to the Broncos. Yeah. It seems odd to me as well because you look at what he likes to do. He likes to man blitz. Got Pat Sertan. You have Pat Sertan on one side locking it down, uh, and you have, you know, Damari Mathis, an exciting young corner with a chance to lock it down on the other side. Yep. You have Justin Simmons who can, you know, play center field for you. It, it, it almost seemed like a perfect fit for me for Brian yep. Flores. Totally. I completely agree. I'm right there with you. Uh, and if I want to go watch Brian Flores coach, where do I go? Um, game, time. game time. That's why I'm going to get the tickets to <laughs> see him. Why, yeah, why, why are you Minnesota? I thought, yeah. I thought you meant like watch on TV. Um, That's why I was confused. Oh, fair, fair, fair. There are a lot of TVs around, so I can see how you get that confused. But if you don't want to watch games on TV, you want to be there in person, you want to go to the uh, Super Bowl, what do we say about game time? What's our motto? The longer you wait, the lower yes. prices get. We're seeing it right already, now. right? Gonna, what yeah. was it a couple days ago? Six like K. Yesterday it was at four. Has it dipped below four, Ryan, over at game time? Still at, still in the fours. Still in the fours, but you keep waiting. Those tickets may be dropping. But if you want to spend, like, when we say four, four dollars, not four thousand, yeah, yeah. check out game time for the Nuggets tickets. You, yep. can, you can get some games for as cheap as, like, four, seven, ten dollars yep. with fees included. I love that game time has that feature. So you're not 
choosing a ticket and then checking out. You're like, well, this is double of what it was. No, game time's not messing around. Just click the all-included price and it shows up there. They also have flash deals. Click the link in our description, whether you're watching on YouTube or in the podcast, click that. It'll take you right to the games that you want to go to. So check them out wherever you are to not just see sporting events, but see all events. Check them out game time. And go over to our website and sign up for our giveaway for some awesome Avs tickets that we're doing with Breckenridge Brewery. So the Avs tickets that we are giving away, there's two of them for the March 9th game against the LA Kings. They're Club Lexus tickets. They're Section 102. They're Row 5. Comes with the parking pass, comes with DMVR gear, all that sort of stuff. The Nuggets tickets are March 30th against the Pelicans. Two tickets, second row, technically courtside row two. Um, Club Lexus parking, um, uh, all that stuff. Don't ask Josie Jewell, but everyone else will go with you. So true, so true. Yeah, row two, not good enough for Josie. Can't be bringing up linebackers around me. Good enough for me. Good Good, enough for me. Definitely. Yes, also good enough for me. Definitely. Whoa. No, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. okay, okay, definitely. Go over to thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. Um, must be 21 or older. The The link is also in the YouTube description. It's in the description of this podcast episode. Get in on that because those are great tickets, and you don't have to you don't have to give up anything to, to get a chance to go. Um, I think we should do something oh, okay. on this podcast. Okay. Every single day. When I say that, there's two more days. And today. Yes. Who, with your own two eyes... You looked at them. Was the most famous person you saw today? First person that came to my mind was Pat McAfee. Ah, <laughs> you're stealing it right out of my mouth. Uh, I'm gonna go James Palmer and Jake Plummer. Wow. Yeah. Mina Kimes is a good one too, though. Yeah. Mina Kimes Mina's is right up there. a great one. We were yep. gonna try to get Mina on the oh, show. Oh man. Um, we were rocking right behind her. We yeah, identified we, we, the person to right. talk to. We, we, we were we stalking, our, and we, we were like, "All right, like, like a cat." As soon as she stops, we're gonna yeah. go to her person Not, that she's yeah. with and ask if she can come on our show. And she, we. She just went to like a secret room that yeah. we couldn't get into. Yeah, with like yeah. a with a guard standing yep. there, and there's this black curtain, uh, and there was nothing that we uh, we could do. We also saw uh, who else did we see? We saw Katie Knowles. Um, Katie Knowles. Katie you know? Nolan. Katie Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> there he is. What's up, Jake? Let's there go. We, go. we have our guy. We do. Jake. Here Palmer. we go. What's going on, dude? Broncos oh. legend, Jake <laughs> yes. Plummer. What is up, man? Yes. I'm glad Here you like go. it. Yeah. What's uh, going on, Jake? Just down on the road, bopping and weaving, having some fun. We're in, we're in uh, your, your part of town. Yeah, I, would, I didn't spend a lot of time in downtown Phoenix. But I'd come down and watch the Suns play back in the day when I was mm-hmm. playing for the Cardinals. But, yeah, this is Valley of the Sun, a place I came down as a young man and had a couple really amazing seasons. and left a good impression on the fans here and have had a great time always coming back. Jake, when I saw you this morning, you said, I remember you. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> why is that? Yeah, why did you Because I see faces and I know <laughs> okay. people and I know that we had crossed paths. I, I just couldn't put a thumb on it, but I, you know, I, a lot of times I remember. I feel it. I thought you were referencing the fact that uh, you and I did an interview back when you were driving up to Idaho one year and you called Jerry Jones a billionaire asshole, uh-huh. and that, uh, that went viral, and then you texted me, and you're like, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I didn't necessarily <laughs> say, Jerry Jones, you're a billionaire no, asshole. No, but no, I no. said, you know, we got these billionaire assholes that mm-hmm. own these teams, and not really paying stock to the, the part of the team that really is the team. 
You know, Jerry is, is phenomenal at what he does. He's had a lot of success. You can't say anything other than that what he's done oh, has yeah. been his path that he's on. But it wouldn't be Jerry without his players, you know. There's the okay. team and the players, and those are the guys that really, as he progresses in his life and wants to win more Super Bowls, like, what about taking care of these players? What about really thinking about their long-term health and wellness and really making an indelible impression on the world that you do care, even though you are a billionaire, whether he's an asshole or not. I <laughs> said, my, my mom, my grandma, they'd say, you shouldn't have said that. That's why I, yep. I wish I hadn't said that. But You're too nice now. You can't mm -hmm. take words back. I don't feel that way about Jerry that he's an asshole. I just meant in, in context, like, seems like kind of selfish that they're billionaires. The players, they're millionaires, but a lot of them don't handle that money well and end up being mm -hmm. broke and beat up and they don't have health care. The NFL doesn't even provide that after five years, and it's kind of a joke, you know. So really, yeah, these billionaire owners should really take stock of, like, why they're billionaires, maybe take care of the players a little bit better. When you look back at your time in Denver, what, what, do you have a favorite moment, something you think about more than any of the others? Uh, not really. There's not anything that just stands out, like, huge moment, but uh, th there was a lot of great times there. I mean, just being amongst that kind of, a, of, of teammates, guys that were really – in it to win it like we knew that there was a definite chance we were good odds to win a Super Bowl because the, the team the organization did everything they could to you know to put the pieces in place for us to succeed so far as like if you had a fax to send there was somebody would grab it take it and go send it for you and come back so you didn't have to worry about that well we would they wanted us to focus on the game and pre pre preparing for that game and doing everything we could to be ready for that so yeah that that was uh that was a great place to play, and yeah, the NFL was a great time. And yeah, it's good now. How, how much do you miss playing? You know, it's the it's the, the 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 game of rolling out and throwing the ball, and like I play handball, so there's mm -hmm. a good competitive nature there, and like I'm setting out to do something, and I'll do it sometimes. Sometimes I don't, and I laugh because I try crazy shots on the handball court. <laughs> just like I did on the field. Some of them are like, oh, my God, I pulled that off. And others are like, Jesus, you're supposed to hit the front wall first, not the <laughs> ground. And you're supposed to hit your teammates first, not the other team. But that was just how, I, that's how I've always played. When I'm in it, I'm in it. And, and I'm, not, I'm not thinking, oh, I should be careful on third and five in the second quarter. We don't want to have a turnover. No, if I see a guy I want to try to throw the ball to, I'd rip it to him. So I miss that, just getting into the flow of a game. Losing context of like even hearing the crowd, just being so honed in and focused that all that mattered was that I was getting chased and I had to get the ball gone and make a play. And that that that's what you really miss is that essence of that moment when you're in it when the ball snapped. Um, everything else could have gone away. I'd still be playing football if my body didn't fall apart because I loved from day one on the recess field playing football, like any sport really. But football was a lot of fun because I like, you know, those guys coming after you. That was fun to make them miss and keep going. <laughs> do, do, they, do they call you the snake uh, on the handball court? No. No. Snake, the snake <laughs> no. is football. You know, like all my older teammates call me the snake here. It's like this alter ego dude that existed back in the day. And uh, I'm still, it's still part of me, but, you know, I've, I've pretty much moved past that. I mean, it's not past it. Obviously, it's still I'm Jake the snake to a lot of people, but, it was just that's who I was when I was playing ball, you know, and now, you know, I'm just, just a guy out having some fun and raising kids and trying to live the highest quality of life I can live. Where and when did that nickname come about? My real name isn't even Jake, so uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'll, I'll keep, I'm, Jason is my real name, and in the third grade there were five 
Jason's in the class, when I transferred in, the teacher said, you have to go by something else. So I go by, <laughs> I've been called Jake before. Mrs. Jenkins in the third grade. I've been called Jake, so my name became Jake. Well, as I progressed through playing sports and I read Kenny Stabler's uh, autobiography, and he was the snake in football, the original, you know, my brothers started calling me Jake the Snake, and their friends called me Jake the Snake. and went to a basketball camp, and Chris Childs from Boise State and Arnell Jones, the basketball players there who I looked up to like they were gods, called me Jake the Snake. And so everybody started calling me Jake the Snake. And uh, I signed my first autograph at ASU, Jake the Snake Plumber. Oh, you know, I was cool. like, I'm doing this. And uh, I became the snake, and thank goodness I could you know, act like a snake and yeah. perform somewhat snake-like you know, movements out there and make people miss. Like I say, why do they call you the snake? I say, well, have you ever come across a snake and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there's a snake? And then all of a sudden he's gone? Yeah, yeah exactly. You see me in the pocket and then I'm gone. It's incredible you, know? you morphed into your nickname. <laughs> yeah, you know, better than being a flat-footed pocket passer called the snake. Yeah. They wouldn't call me that. We got him with a great snake prank once. Oh. I wish we oh. could show you the video. It was, it was fantastic. I've overcome a fear of snakes. Oh, since, you, know, oh you were yeah, scared of snakes? Yeah, very scared of snakes. Me too. You kind of oh, had to like, embrace am. that, right? You're like, it's part of me, so I shouldn't be scared of them. I mean, I didn't go that far. as like having <laughs> pythons in my house or anything. But I had a photo shoot for ESPN Magazine, the cover. And I didn't know. I, I knew going in that it was a cover shot. I didn't know what they were planning to do. And I got there, and oh, I'm looking God. at this bag, and it's moving. And I said, no. that's not a snake, is it? Like, uh-huh. I'm like, no. I'm out of here. And I walked, <laughs> my marketing guy, Jamie Crimmins, walked outside. He's like, hey, walk around, get it out, whatever. But you're going to do this. It's the cover of ESPN Magazine. I'm oh, like, I don't care. It's a snake. I'm not doing it. And by the end of the day, I had the snake around my neck. Oh it was like, my gosh. tongues are going out. I'm like, what the hell? I'm holding this snake. And when I got done, I realized, like, fear is just a power turned inside. You know, like, you're fearful, fearful for what? Because you heard a story of a snake biting somebody or snakes are uh, thought of as bad characters or bad. But snakes represent a lot of life and rebirth and, and yoga and kundalini and, in like, you know, us as humans and the evolution. So to be able to hold that snake and, like, yeah, it was cool to overcome a fear that was just, you know, some kind of childlike thing. I don't go seek out snakes now, but <laughs> out foraging in the woods, sometimes I'll find a garden, garden, garden snake. I'll go pick it up. Wow. You know, when my six-year-old daughter's doing it, I can't really be scared of it. So You're, like, healing <laughs> my uh, afraidness of snakes right now. Yeah, I mean, anything, <laughs> approaching anything. I went skydiving last year, and it, was, it could have been scary, but instead I was like, this is fun. I'm going to sit back and relax and enjoy this. I'm choosing to do this. Why be fearful of it? Fear... Where there's fear, there's danger, I figure. You, it's it's so interesting seeing how chill and laid back you are now because when I thought of you as a player, you were just such a dog on the field. Um, when is that part of you still in you? Like, does that come out on, you know, the handball court? Or, 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 or have, is that part of you kind of gone? It's in there. It's part of me. It's yeah. part of who I am. I can't, uh, you know, push down some huge part of my characteristics and my, my personality, but... I'm a lot less competitive and more into the the essence of things. You know, like when I play handball, the game is beautiful. I love the way the ball goes around the court and trying not to be the one that misses the shot. So regardless of if you beat me 21 to 2 or we go 21 to 20, it's that it's the moment of being in it that I love the most. And if I could go back and play ball now, you know, it'd be a lot of fun because we put so much emphasis on the result that we sometimes miss the whole journey to get to that result instead of really enjoying every single moment of, of every snap or every, every time you get to watch your teammates. Um, and that's just being in the now, you know, that's being present with where you're at. And, uh, you know, the game was good to me, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overcoming all those narratives 
is what I want to do is like, you know, we don't have to age as fast as we, we think we do. We don't have to carry around these ailments and disease that they want to tell us we have. CTE is not a great thing to look forward to as a former player, but let's do something about that then. Let's, let's, not, let's not just talk about it and say, oh yeah, the CTE is really hurting this player. I'm like, well, did he die? Did they open his brain up and see that he had it? No. Well, why is he associating with CTE? Just because? Because he's told that's what you got? Screw that. That's not cool to me. We have neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity abilities in our brain to regrow damaged neurons. And lion's mane is one of those things that helps that. And it's a mushroom. It's a fung in the fungi kingdom. I like to call it the queendom. And I believe that if we get people to do this and we feel the benefits, that we can flip that narrative and no longer look forward to depression, dementia, and CTE as a former football player or anybody, a veteran or a UFC fighter, our business partner Rashad Evans, a Hall of Famer. Like, let's, let's open up to the possibilities that we can really do some serious healing here and take health back into our own hands. Because opioids and alcohol and these hardcore pharmaceutical drugs, while they may address the symptoms and, and maybe make you feel a little bit better, they also are causing a lot of, de of, of degeneration and, and putting toxins in our bodies. And more and more people are becoming aware of that. And uh, for me to be able to, to, to be a conduit for that knowledge that's been here for eternity, <laughs> mushrooms have been here. They are not just some new thing we stumbled upon. Um, it's a real gift to be able to come out and share that. The company is called Umbo. Yep. How are you guys distributing the Lion's Mane and all, all the other? Yeah, well, getumbo.com is where you can learn more about just the fungi queendom and what it has to offer. Um, also, some blogs. I got a recipe for chili on there. I love eating <laughs> gourmet mushrooms. I got a farm also in Fort, in Fort Lupton, Colorado, where we grow gourmets and some of the medicinals like reishi, Lion's Mane, and cordyceps. Um, but yeah, you can go on there and find our product. Right now, DTC is the best online. Um, we just opened up an account with REI and Boulder, and we're trying to get into some stores. Um, but a lot of that is so, so long and laborious that it's best to just get out, hand product to people, tell them where to go, and it's directly shipped to them. So these are all non-psychedelic, fully legal, been around a long time in Eastern medicine. And we're just, again, like I said, channels of this knowledge to, to spread it back out to people who are interested in feeling better or raising their quality of life. When you, when you suggest them to, to other former football players, how do they receive that? Uh, man, am I going to trip out when I take this? <laughs> am I going to go off, like, go, go to my room and get under the covers? Like, mm -hmm. no, these are functional, not psychedelics. Now, if you are interested in psychedelics, it's worth looking into. Mm -hmm. We're finding that there's a lot of... Uh, potential there for therapeutic purposes and not just recreationally using them, which is great too, to take and go out on a hike or to a concert or whatever. If that's what you want to do, there's no nothing wrong with feeling joy. That's really something we should do once in a while. Is Absolutely. Like, I'm going to take these so I can feel like I'm five years old again, and I've done that. <laughs> but a lot of it is helping with uh, addiction. It's helping with PTSD, anxiety, these, these, th these diseases that we've been given to us by our lovely doctors. Hello, son, you have anxiety and take this pill. Well, I don't want anxiety, doc. Tell me how to get rid of this right. or how I can manage this. Because I, I was anxious coming down here a little bit, but what did I do? I tapped into my awareness and there's nothing to be worried about here. Mm -hmm. I'm who I am. And if this radio row can't handle me, then that's fine with me. <laughs> I'm going to go do my thing and let people see that I'm in my light. I'm in my... My, who I want to be, uh, aligned spiritually, mentally, physically, and, and hoping to spread this word. So there's a lot out there. We're learning, and it's exciting to see where this goes in five, six years, 10 years, 100 years. I won't be around in 100, but I'll be around in 70 to see what's going on, I hope.
As you know, though, Jake, Radio Row loves you. You're you're the most booked man here today. Right on. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is a very powerful place, as you see, like, look around. I mean, I'm, I'm here to, to, to bring light to something that I think in five years down the road, sort of like what happened with cannabis and, and the hemp, uh, that they were first, no, let's not do that. And now we got a lot of guys endorsing it and using it. I think that as they... The NFL can get you to buy Bud Light like crazy. Yeah, buy that Bud Light. But I, let, let's have hopefully some time and, and a chance to have them, at least the players, you know, turn on and, and, and perform to their peak peak levels. You know, yeah. I think you know these guys on Sunday they're not they're not performing to their peak levels because they're not taking mushrooms. Love it. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's been awesome what you were doing, man. And uh, I'm so happy to see you know all the things you said about how you, how great you're feeling and. Um, not a lot of guys are that blessed after the NFL. So yeah. uh, I, mean, I still deal you. with stuff too. You yeah, know, yeah, I got yeah. aches and pains. I got life. I got kids. I got all kinds of stuff. Life doesn't stop. But if you arm yourself or you give yourself the tools to deal with that, you know that's a big thing. And we're having a big celebration on Saturday, Remembrance Festival, with holistic and naturopathic medicines with Sonoran University to introduce different modalities to guys to maybe see about hey, you're tight, you have a lot of tension, you don't feel well, there's ways you can go about this besides just get, getting some pill from your doctor. There's a lot of things out there to help you. Uh, we've been asking all of our guests this week <laughs> what their favorite body of water is, like Ooh. lake, river, ocean. Yeah. What's yours? I'm a lake guy. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Six I to spend two. a lot of time on, on Coeur d'Alene Lake up in North Idaho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, but it's slowly morphing into being a river guy because oh. – the rivers, like the rivers are constantly flowing and moving yes. and showing us so much about how to navigate life. Like water doesn't come across anything. It can't find its way around. And, you know, there's rocks along the way, but how you navigate that is key. Um, but I do love jumping into Coeur d'Alene Lake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, that's a hard one, though. I, mean, I love the ocean, too. Okay, good. <laughs> there's some ocean love. I just like water. How about I say all water? There we go. There we go. are a lot of it. A lot of us is water, and water is really intelligent and holds the keys to a lot of answers in the world. All right, getumbo.com is how you check out the products. Jake, we'd love to keep promoting them, so we'll cool. be in contact with you. And uh, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, good to see you guys thanks, down Jake. in Arizona. I mean, yeah. we oh, live yeah. in Denver. Right? I know. <laughs> right. well, you know now. Reach out. Yeah, yes. we'd love right. to. Good we'll to see, see you guys. soon, man. Thanks. thanks so much, Jake. There he is, Jake Plummer, one of the best quarterbacks in Broncos history. Yep. Right here on the set. <laughs> Absolutely. That is awesome. Catching up with a legend. Again. Yep, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. And honestly, the stuff is, is so on, so impressive. Like, yeah. Uh, I love that Jake has kind of been on the forefront of this stuff. He exactly. was on the forefront of CBD, uh, and now that's become kind of mainstream. He's yep. moved on yep. to the next yep. thing, mushrooms. Yep. And what? he answered my question without even me having to ask. That's true. I was going to say, what about, what about the psychedelic mushrooms? How do you feel about <laughs> them? He likes those too. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> what a guy. What a and guy. Then we, we got these stickers oh, that got Jake actually <gasps> made. He made wow. these? Yeah. Look at that. Damn. Umbo. There you go. Show them to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if people can see that. <laughs> there you go. It's a great drawing. That is. Wow. There we go. Oh, what, is your, what is your? You, you, uh, Henry, you asked him what uh, his most memorable or fond moment being a Bronco is. When you think back on his career, what is, what is your most memorable moment? I, th I mean, it, it just has to be that playoff run. Yeah. Made it to the AFC Championship game. And I mean, I, I, that's it's a shame that ended how it did like that was a team that could have won a Super Bowl it would have been awesome to see him walking around like that outfit has never been worn with a Super Bowl ring before I guarantee it 
It would be so cool if it was, though. That would be such yeah. a perfect accessory. I don't think it's ever been worn on Radio Row either, so at least we're, we're setting not. precedence <laughs> that way. Probably <laughs> not. Yeah, podcast row. Yeah, podcast row. You've said um, it quite a few times. I know. I lost my touch. Mm -hmm. It's all the drinking. I actually wow. got a football signed by Jake Plummer instead. for Christmas, which oh. would have been like 2004, 2005. Did, it, I mean, did right he sign it, Jake the Snake? Yeah, it says the snake. Oh, yeah. man. I just remember, like I said to him, I just remember being such a dog. Like, it's, yeah, that's the guy, That's who I want playing quarterback for my team. Yes. Well, you know, a big thing about that is he was so loved by his teammates. Yes. I mean, we we especially with Russ, we talk about being one of the guys and how mm -hmm. Tom Brady. You can be a great and be one of the guys, and Jake was the ultimate dudes dude. And that is, from from what I've heard, that's kind of a reason why that team fell apart. It wasn't because, mm -hmm. uh, and of course I'm talking about the team that, what, 7-4? and four? Uh, or yes. They were 7-3, and three, lost to become 7-4. and four. That's when they pulled Jake. That's when Mike pulled Jake out, put Jake Cutler in. and the Worst the, coaching move in Mike Shanahan's career. Potentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, without a doubt. And that that's when the, the team, it wasn't just because Jake Cutler was coming in and, and his play, it was because the team just said, what are we doing here? Yeah. Th this not only gives us a worse shot of winning, but you're taking our guy out, our guy that's done us done us so well over mm -hmm. these past couple of years. Such a competitor, man, and just like even like him flipping someone off in the stands. Like I love that about him. Right. <laughs> I wish yes. Russell Wilson would flip yes. someone off in the stands. That yes. fires me up. Yep. Definitely. Oh man, what a guy. What a guy. Um, we are gonna have James Palmer here in just a minute. I think the other guy. Another one of our guys. He is another guy. Um, but uh, yeah, that was sick. That was sick. It was very sick. <laughs> <laughs> How sick was it? The sickest. Sick enough Honestly. I should get a mushroom. Wow. Also, 6-2. Six 6-2 two. Six two to 0, actually. Six lakes people, oh. two oceans people, zero rivers people. He's a river guy. He, he said he is slowly morphing into a river guy. I think it's because rivers snake. Yeah, I mean, it really is the perfect uh, thing for him to say. It is. is that he's, you know, slowly winding into a river guy. Yeah. Um, I just Look think people. I just think people are lying, honestly, about this whole thing. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Big time. Big time. James, James Palmer. Palmer. Let's go, baby. We're only <laughs> having people with the initials JP on the show today. Wow, yeah, that is true. Oh yeah, wow! The, yes, we did. Uh, oh my stuff goodness! Around, I think man. Mine, I, I took you out of his big place. time. He's I big took time. mine off. I he think knows. mine's being James blocked I by my uh, by my. I know. I forgot computer. my computer. That's oh, what I've been okay. getting out of so it. So yeah, I'm, I'm clone oh, it. No. You guys I'm, are screwed. I'm feeling really <laughs> good about myself now because James, yesterday I wore a bomber, not that color, but looked just like that. Now that you're wearing it. I know I was looking good. <laughs> I love that you said, yesterday, I'm so excited I looked just like that. <laughs> this is like the affirmation you needed uh, that I was rocking. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Where'd you Look get yours? Look watch. Do you, um, do you style yeah, yourself? Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, I do, man. Come on. Damn. I mean, my wife buys it all, but I just put it on. <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't literally physically dress you. Yeah, we got a mannequin at the house. So, like, <laughs> that guy has had eight different outfits on him as we got ready for the Subaru. I'm <laughs> you had me going. I was like, wow. we had mannequins in the house when I was growing up, though. We had like three of them, all full uniform, full baseball uniforms and whatnot. From like, you know, because my dad worked in sports forever, so we'd have like Darren Dalton's full uniform, like on a mannequin. Uh, That's dope. Speaking of your dad and just you, you got to make this make sense to me. Mm -hmm. You grew up in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. You're an Eagles guy. You're. I mean, I cover the league. I can't be an Eagles guy. <laughs> I hate that, but, but I'll allow you. I'll, I'll let you get away with it. I feel like you should be covering the Eagles this week. 
I find it a bit odd. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> because I think I, I did the math. Uh, it took me a minute. But, like, I do a game every week, sometimes uh, two games in a week. I did 16 games this year that had either the Chiefs playing in it or the Eagles playing wow. in it. Like, that's wow. a lot. So I know these teams pretty damn well. Um, I thought maybe I'd be with Philly because I was with them so much. Um, and I'm not sure what this means for these two teams. Follow me here. Since 2015, <laughs> whoever I kind of embed myself with on the back end of the season and start spending all my time with them, they have won the Super Bowl every single year. Wow. Until last season. And I was close because I was Whoa. like, let's start spending some time with Cincinnati. And I was with mm -hmm. the Bengals down the stretch, and I was on them in the Super Bowl. Whoever I cover in the Super Bowl wins every single year except last year. So that's uh, a pretty good run. That's, I mean, wow. that's, that's, that's seven to one. Is it getting back on track this year, James? No, this is you great news. This is here. great news. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now you're cursed, and you're going yeah. to let that rub off on the Chiefs. Yeah, it might. I don't know. I Listen, I, obviously this whole week everybody's asked me what my opinion is mm -hmm. and, and who, what my pick is, and this is how I'll run down it. I'll go, the Chiefs have the best player in the game. Chiefs have a Hall of Fame head coach. The Chiefs have the greatest tight end possibly ever, some people believe, and maybe the best pass rusher from the interior position in the league. But then I look at those spots, and I'm like, Philly has probably the runner-up at MVP mm -hmm. at quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard, and if you talk to enough people around the league, they'll tell you he's probably top three in terms wow. of his ability to block, which is right up there with George Kittle and his ability to catch the football. He's probably the most complete tight end after George Kittle. Um, and then in terms of pass rush, their defense line is so deep. They yep. had 70 sacks this year. So my point is, I think the Eagles have a better roster top to bottom. Yeah. And the spots where the Chiefs are better, the Eagles aren't that much worse, if, yeah. that, if, if you follow what I'm saying. And then with the two coaching staffs, I think the, the advantage for Kansas City is obviously in the two-week prep. Andy is unbelievable with off a bye. We all know that. But he's yep. also unbelievable during the week and new wrinkles and everything like that. I think the coaching advantage in-game is to the Eagles. Mm. I really do. Wow. Like, Nick Sirianni is brilliant in terms of overseeing everything. Doesn't call plays on either side, but I've talked to both coordinators about how he just kind of chimes in every two seconds. You know, if we don't go here, I want you to run it again. Keep that in your mind. You know, like, little things for both coordinators to remember all the time. They're never in trouble with, like, time management, plays coming in late. You ever notice that? Like, Philly's just yeah. well-oiled machine yep. on game day. So, I, I don't know. I you, you, and they can run the ball. So, I think Philly's going to win, honestly, just because oh, you have the ability to keep Mahomes off the field. There we go. And, uh, James, you, you talk about, well, you work for the NFL Network. So yep. you've obviously got the script of what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in <laughs> you, you know me and Arian go way back, man. We so, go way back. So I need to know, when's the next time the Broncos are beating the Chiefs? Oh, man. I, when's listen, the streak end? When's the streak end? I, have I you mean, been in the writer's I room? Did, I did like <laughs> been the writer of the, of the script that's yeah. getting put out there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I might have to ask Arian. We're pretty close still uh, from our time in Houston. But, no, I, I can totally happen this year. I mean, it, I, think, I think it's probably going to happen this year. I go. think the difference that uh, Sean made very clear in his press conference was like, you know, listen, I'm a Buckeye. We've had uh, coaches not embrace the rivalry with Michigan, and you wow. can feel it. We've had yeah. coaches fired because they don't understand the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. Good. I think Sean made it very clear yep. where he stands in the division and where he stands with that rivalry as well as the other ones in the division. And I think there is going to be a little bit different mentality, I would think, during the week with him compared to years past that that week Love has a little more juice to it yeah. that he'll try to put out. He he leans on those things. Like, I've covered the Saints a bunch. He'll, he'll lean on things like that during the week 
about the streak and about the streak. other coaches avoid it. He he'll embrace that man. He will embrace that and and drive that home all week long with those players. I love that, and that's something though. I mean, we talked about Nathaniel Hackett, not really the not just Hackett, but a lot of other coaches the Broncos have had, and it's such an easy thing to do. And I completely, I, I think it's a huge thing for the Broncos to have to finally get that fire going into those mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Hackett oh, said, yeah. "There's no, there's no room for hate in yeah. this world." And when asked <laughs> if the players should hate the Raiders. I just disagree. I think there's plenty of room. It's I mean, it's a great sports. motto to live by. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Sounds like Jake Plummer. It's a great dude. Sounds like Jake Plummer. I asked him the question. I felt so bad after asking it. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you went home. <laughs> Zach went home and was kind of like, man, maybe there's this <laughs> tiny little black heart of mine just uh, not uh, big enough? Or, yeah. So you, you talked about how you've been around Sean Payton quite a bit. Uh, I'm just curious what you think of the hire on the whole and, and what do you think – of the pairing between him and Russ? The second part's the real interesting one, the pairing between him and Russ. I think the hire as a whole, I think, I know there was a meeting towards the end of December inside the building uh, with ownership, and the things that they were looking for, and we all kind of know what they were, right? And Greg Penner said them during that press conference we were all at in Denver. But it kind of went a little bit further, I'm told, in that meeting to where it was like there were other words used that they were looking for, like intensity, intensity, Obviously, discipline and, and those things were said repeatedly by Greg publicly, but they kind of took it a, a little step further in terms of the CEO model, and, and we know how unbelievable, I don't know if everybody does, like how unbelievable Greg Penner is as a CEO mm. in the business world. Yeah. Um, he was looking for something similar to that. I think you all started to see how Sean operates a little bit in the press conference when he's talking about marketing and tickets, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's telling you, how the towels feel that they put in every single <laughs> yeah. seat. The dude oversees everything and has a mind for everything. They were looking for that aspect, not just like a guy who's pretty good on one side of the ball. They wanted that CEO type because that's what, I mean, what happens all the time? This was going with Elway too. Like you, you, when he was looking for a quarterback, you look for what you know, yes. right? And a lot of times you look for what you have are, yeah. and are. Exactly right. So like that's kind of the way Greg was. That, that's the way Sean's wired. I think this changes the culture of not just, you know, the football side of things. I think it it changes the culture of every aspect of the organization, which, <laughs> let's be honest, I think, George, I, I think Joe Ellis did an unbelievable job running things with everything that was going on behind the scenes that 99.9% of the people have no idea how insane it was yeah. to keep the perception of this as a quality organization. Right. <laughs> and now it's, I think... Sean does that, and, and he's one of the best coaches we've seen in the last 20 years. The other part, with the Russell Wilson aspect, I'm curious to see how it goes. I really am. And, and I think uh, Sean, I know, had some reservations working with Russ. I know that for a fact. Uh, so we'll see how this ends up playing out. I do think he accepts the challenge. And I do think covering the Broncos down the stretch on those last couple of games, I think Russ's mentality, in my opinion, talking to him changed a little bit. I think there was a little humble pie. There was yep. a little like, I'm ready, I'm ready to do whatever to kind of get myself back on track. And we know he's gonna put the work in. Like that's not a that's not a debate. Like he'll work. I think he kind of changed his mindset a little bit. Like, I need I need some help. One and of the things that Greg Penner said in his introductory press conference was that he wanted to leave the football to the football guys and kind of stay out of that side of things. But then when you go through the coaching search, he was the one making decisions. It was, it was a very small group with him in the lead, and he didn't delegate that to the general manager or anything like that. Do you see that as contradictory at all? No, because he's hiring the guy to oversee mm-hmm. now all of the mm-hmm. football things. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to handpick 
the guy who's now going to run all that, and that guy reports directly to him, which is not crazy, by the way. Like That's the way a lot of buildings work. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been in Denver, but that's the way a lot of buildings work. So, no, I don't find that contradictory because you got to put the right guy in place. And mm -hmm. if you trust yourself and your ownership group to start that on it, I guess how it trickles down, we picked the main guy. Now I want him to be running blank, blank, and blank. And then I want them to handle like So, yeah, you, you eventually have to make the decision to where you start that group at the top, and that's yep. what they ended up doing. James, you, you cover so many different teams around the league. You deal with superstar quarterbacks a mm -hmm. lot. We know Sean's press conference. Uh, right after the press conference, he said that Russell's people aren't going to be allowed inside the building like they were last year. How important is it for a quarterback to, to be, no matter how much of a superstar, how big their contract is, to be on the same level as the rest of the guys in the building? I think that is, let's tie this to Brady, right? Because I've spent a lot of time with Tom, especially in, you know, I, a bunch of years in, in New England, but also in Tampa during that year in, in, the, of COVID where I was down there for 35, nobody's counting, right? 35 <laughs> days straight uh, in an Airbnb uh, that an old lady had where right above my bed it said, hello, gorgeous, and I slept in <laughs> every single day by myself. Uh, You've looked better Brady. ever since then. I know, <laughs> really. I know. I, I was glowing out of that little, little bungalow house. But I was one of the handful of people that was around Tampa Bay during that COVID year. I was one of like seven people around on the sidelines every single day of training camp and watching Tom work and the way he works. The reason I bring that up and bring him up is I think one of the re many reasons why he's the greatest of all time is he somehow, as one of the most famous people on the planet, and I think we can be clear, like Tom, Russ, yes. anybody, yeah. maybe Pat's kind of yeah. getting up there. Mm -hmm. Like to be that big of a superstar known around the world and still in the locker room be one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah is one of Tom's greatest qualities he's ever been able to do. To yeah. walk up to every guy, no matter, shit, like if he's the free agent guy that comes, you know, after the draft or whatever, he will walk up to him, hey, what's going on, I'm Tom. Yeah. Like, just one of the dudes, somehow relating to guys that are half his age yeah. and finding ways to relate with those guys. I watched that happen in Tampa with a group of brand new players around him, and he brought them together and made them Super Bowl champions within a year. His ability to relate to everybody in the room is one of the reasons why he's one of the greatest ever. The guys in this Super Bowl both have that as well. Pat is one of the guys, and he is probably the next superstar, right, in terms of Brady that, that we see. Pat has his team. Tom has his team. Now, let's be straight. Like, it took some time for Alex Guerrero to be on the sideline, mm -hmm. to be on the bus, to be on the charter, to be a part of things in New England. I think it's a little easier to be like, hey, Alec, I want Alex to be a part of these things when you've won, like, how many Super Bowls? <laughs> right. And you All of them. consistently won for the organization. That happened. Yeah. That also did cause some problems. Yep. It caused some problems in New England. So there has to be a balance that everybody has to understand on both sides. But I think you're right. Relating to the rest of the team, one of Brady's greatest traits that nobody talks about. Yeah. The other night we were watching uh, one of our favorite channels, NFL Network. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and they were just showing back-to-back, -back, like, the NFL films of the Super Bowls. And it was just, I, every time a new one started, I was like, Patriots again? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Over and over again. They're just there, man. They just live there. But it's because he's able to do that, yeah. like, and with new faces. And I think that's such a big part of how you build your culture. But it, listen. Peyton had a room. He had the quarterback mm -hmm. room when yep. he was in Denver. That was kind of his office in a sense, some of those things. But still, you can't you, – you got to be like everybody else. You can have your guys. Pat has a great team of guys that work up with him. But, they're the, but the people he spends his time with during the week are Matt Nagy and company and, you know, EB and all those guys. Yeah. What Super Bowl is this for you? Eight. What is the best story you have that you can tell? Or that you From can't tell, but you will. Wow. From a Super Bowl? From a Super Bowl. Oh, man. Involving the game or just Super anything, Bowl week? Anything. 
Oh, probably Ooh. not the game, actually. Okay, yeah, probably not the game. <laughs> James Let pulling on hundreds of memories right now. There was now. one year in Houston. Um, we were at, I forget what party it was. It was like a, it was, I think it was Chainsmokers or something. And they ended up uh, building like a warehouse from scratch, like in an empty field. Oh. And we're there, and like Andrew Siciliano rolls in, the host of our show on NFL Now. And it's him and Vince Vaughn. And, like, if you know Vince Vaughn, like, enormous Vince Vaughn and Andrew, like, not as very enormous. They walked in like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger and twins. And all of a sudden, and there's just, like, four of us hanging out. And and I'm like, Andrew, why is Vince Vaughn with you? He's like, I don't know. He watched me on Red Zone. We shared a cab here, and he has nobody to hang out with. So we end up spending the entire evening with Vince Vaughn. And... Uh, I made him laugh a couple of times, which was, like, to me, a huge, like, wedding crashers, old school, like, name the movie. Swingers was, like, you know, the the DVD that was in my, you know, in my player every single day of college. And I remember asking, like, we're we're all, like, drinking up there and hanging out. And I was just like, I got to do this. And I was like, hey, man, do you ever think Jamie O'Hare was ahead of his time when he played the quarterback in Rudy and he got – do you remember Mm -hmm. he played the quarterback in Rudy that gets – he said, you suck ass. Yeah, you yeah, suck yeah. Right. This guy, this asshole thinks it's the Super Bowl. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's Vince Vaughn. Like, nobody really remembers that's Vince wow. Vaughn and Rudy. Wow. So, and he's like, he's the quarterback. Remember at the end where he, he comes running in, they're like, in comes Jamie O'Hare. It's easy to say his career has been a disappointment. You know what I mean? Like, and he throws the pass and says, that was for you. Uh-huh. I was like, man, you ever think, I said to him, I was like, did you think Jamie O'Hare was kind of ahead of his time, like the bad boy quarterback? I mean, like, if it was like present day, dude would have been big man on campus. He wouldn't have been, he would have been demoted by any means. And he was like, ah, like, was like, Vince Vaughn, like ah. And I was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Successful but then I was like, hey, dude, I got to get a picture. A huge fan. We take a picture and I'm having a time. I'm like, this is great. Turn on, gone. And I was like, I think I, I broke the bro code. Oh. Uh, and I took a picture. And it, the shitty part is you can't even see us. It's, like, so dark in this video. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm telling my boys. I'm like, that's Vince Vaughn. They're like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. Like, that was a good one. Yeah, but it, you run into so many weird, different people, like, all the time at the Super Bowl. It's absolutely hilarious. Yep. I was about to whip my phone out and take a picture of, of four of us, but then I'd, he'd be gone. Yeah. yeah, I would, yeah. Leave, yeah. The bro code would be yeah. out, yeah. 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 I mean, listen, listen, you know she want to run back inside and throw that bomber jacket on. No. Yeah. Double bombers. Yeah, then we can take the picture. This is great. Uh, or did George Payton have that one? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Probably. You got comfortable threads on there. What are we rocking today? Yeah, we're doing some Lululemon. He doesn't own jeans. Literally. Not one pair. Not one pair of jeans. Jeans? Nope, nope. Can't do jeans. I don't know how people like them. <laughs> so how are there hundreds of millions of pairs out there? I don't get Because they're comfortable. It. They're jeans. So they're stylish. Jeans. Trust they're every so cowboy uncom- in America. Yeah. No, I mean, cowboys, they're not wearing them for comfortability. What are they wearing them for? Uh, durability? Rugged. Definitely durability. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. rugged. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for rugged. Yeah. That look, you know? Zach watches, like, Yellowstone, and it's like, ugh. He's like, I can't believe <laughs> these people. <laughs> I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable wearing them. Or looking at them wear them. You should wow. watch uh, How to Make It in America. It's a whole show about jeans. No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. Well, wow. James, we appreciate you coming on. <laughs> no problem, guys. You guys got a good setup here. I dig this. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Boom. We Rock got, and roll. I wanted to have one of those. You didn't get like, one of We Westwood? gave the last one to James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had, to, we had to figure it out over here. Yeah, we got one in the corner over yeah. there, I think. I don't no, know, right? I think Rap Sheet's over there. I don't mm-hmm. know. Pop in. If you guys aren't using it, maybe we'll just pop yeah. over yeah, there. Yeah, use our, yeah. Use, our, yeah. use our shit, man. <laughs> Jump in. Water's warm. All Trust right, me, man. we're using it from morning, noon, and night. Like, I believe Our that. coverage is just completely insane. Mm-hmm. I was on TV this morning with Peter Schrager out in Scottsdale at 
5 a.m. this morning. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, so got up at 3. That was nice. So you didn't uh, get to enjoy we went much to bed of the at, media We party. went to bed at 3. Did I enjoy the media party? Did you enjoy the media party? You didn't get to enjoy it that much. You had to wake Dude, up at 3. I walked to the back and, like, you were winded. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I should have been wearing a pedometer. Like, get my, get my steps in. And then I was like, I better call. If I call an Uber now, there's no way we're getting to the front <laughs> yes, exactly. to get out of here. Yeah. That place was nuts. It was. Uh, I was only there for a little bit. We yeah. just hopped from, you, you, you had two options. You could go from one food place to another food place. Or from one food place to a heater. Yeah, to a heater yeah. or cigars yeah. or yes. whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. Beautiful. All right, James, we'll let you go. Uh, you're the man. Appreciate you. Thanks you so guys much. are the best. I still rock my shirts I got from you all the time. Oh, my Justin Simmons oh, shirt oh, I got. Go. My uh, Nate McKinnon shirt I got. Mm -hmm. I'm rocking those guys. I'm not going to lie. Com comfortable threads. Repping Denver and Kansas Love City. It. We appreciate Love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> my adoptive home, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll have you back to the bar. We'll have to get you some new threads. Oh. I'm running low. Let's do it. All right. There we All go. Right. There he is, James Palmer, the homie. Check him out on NFL Network. Um, cool. Hopefully he'll be covering a team that loses. And he thinks <laughs> the Eagles are winning. That's what he yeah, thinks. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. So there we go. All Love right. it. All right. Anything else you guys have? We have three yeah, super yeah. chats. No, I've really got quickly. something. Got to tell you about our friends at Foco. I mean, we're talking about oh. good threads over here. You got to check out the threads over at Foco. Henry, what else do they have besides amazing threads? Oh, what don't they have? They have sun hats. They have, I think they have some visors. Uh, I that, so. like, don't quote me on that. It, it does Bobble feel like head. they might have a visor. Yeah, they've got bobbleheads. they got all sorts of bobbleheads. Slippers and Crocs and we have comfortable threads. One thing we don't have that they have is extremely comfortable blankets with arms <laughs> that blankets have Broncos of gear on it. I mean, mm -hmm. you, 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 that's one thing you can't find over at ddnvr.com, but you can find it at Foco. You can, you can absolutely. What else? And that's it. Okay, cool. Oh. Super chats. Three super chats. So we got we got to work quickly because Zach Ertz is going to be sitting here in a few minutes, just not with us. Oh, but the I'm Zach. The best Zach that's ever hurt? sat on this set is coming in just a few minutes. I'm done. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, first one here. Kyle said Zach doing his best to keep the guys on the FCC airwaves. Thank Hashtag you. Hashtag all-time yeah. earmuffs. Yeah. 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 We're not on the FCC airwaves. All right, But I appreciate one. you. Orange said, I realize this is a win-win situation if we're good, which is, which it, think will be will be set for the playoffs if we suck Peyton draft a QB and develops. Yep, yep. yep. And it's something he's never done, just to be clear. It's but. not yeah. something he's ever done, but it's something that he uh, definitely looked into many times to potentially replace Drew Brees. In fact, we heard him just a couple of nights ago, unfortunately, talking very highly of Patrick Mahomes, that it was the, the best quarterback he had ever graded. And it seemed like, he didn't say this part, but it seemed like the Saints and Sean Payton were ready to draft Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and so it's not like he is, is uh, new to scouting mm -hmm. quarterbacks, despite having a high-profile quarterback on your roster. I will say... Regardless of how I graded Patrick Mahomes, if I was a former coach on TV, yep. I would say he was my highest graded quarterback ever. Yeah, mine was actually Peyton Manning and then John Elway. Oh, no yeah. Tom Brady up there. No, oh, I, 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 I can no, believe he slipped. No, mine was Tom. Mine yeah. was Tom. No, I, I, I just knew that he was going to be available there and knew he was going to turn into uh, what he is. Should have gone number one. Crazy. All right. Last one? Why go number one when you can go in the sixth round and still get number True. one? Great value. Yes. Yeah. Next one is Shout Kyle Walmart. had a report sharing story that O-line players cheering when Butch Berry was fired was mocked and joking 
joked about the meeting. Thoughts? Wait, what? Apparently, fr from this report, that uh, the players were happy when Butch Berry was fired. <laughs> I can't speak to that, yeah, but that's a bummer. we can see the results, and we can see that a change was made. Um, Going from Mike Munchak to Butch Berry is just... Uh, no one's ever going to be happy about it. It couldn't have, it couldn't have worked out for him. Yeah. Of all of the moves that the Broncos made on their coaching staff last year, the, the one that I just kept hearing from people um, that was the biggest head-scratcher was that one. They were kind of all head-scratchers. That's head what all say. Mm, <laughs> Except for Evero. One, that one in particular. Like, yeah. what, from what I heard at least. Yeah. For sure. And that was, I mean, that, I got worried. That was the first time I got worried about the Broncos last year is when I saw the coaching staff coming together. I was like, okay, so it's just yeah. Nate Hackett's friends. Yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. A couple questions on the website. Oh, we have one more one Super Chat to end it. And then, um, can't wait to see you lads tonight here for a beer for Henry to shotgun. He needs more training. Mm. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'll help you out. That's a good argument. Out, Henry. Well, we'll yes. see you at Illegal Pete's, 7 o'clock. That's going to be a party. Two quick questions from the website. Okay. Arvada Luke Speed. says, Destination Pod remains undefeated. Top yeah. so work. It seems like every prediction I've seen points to the Eagles go birds, which makes me super nervous about an underdog storyline for KC. They Here's to hoping being a Super Bowl dog is just a Broncos thing. If KC loses, I think Hat should have to sing the BK Whopper song on the pod. Maybe we can get a special Hank. no free ad suspension uh <laughs> and now last one coming in from nash broncos says thanks for the amazing shows fellas what was the drink of choice last night for each of you good luck with the red bull hank and my question for you today can you take one player from each super bowl or you can take one player from each super bowl team's roster non-quarterback who are you taking from me it's Hassan reddick and travis kelsey uh you definitely take kelsey for Excuse one year me you what you definitely take kelsey if you, you can't that? have mahomes mm -hmm. The Kelsey hater? Oh, no, actually, you could probably go Chris Jones. You could. Yeah. I'd probably you still go, go Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. You go with what James Palmer said, arguably the best tight end ever. He once was, yeah. Um, and then on the other side, no AJ quarterback. Brown? Like, he might yeah. not be your best player, but. Devontae Smith. You really yeah. want the, the true just so deep threat. They're solid everywhere. Slay? Um, Slay, yeah. If you pair him with Pat's Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. All right. Um, drink of choice last night. They had a spicy prickly pear margarita. Yep. I don't know if there was tequila in it. It tasted it's delicious. It tasted too yeah. good. Yeah. I well, stopped I felt, drinking it. It tasted I've, too good. I didn't taste it, but I felt it. It's because we were on an empty stomach. True. Um, Tequila, tequila sodas soda for both always, of you? Yeah. Yep. Not tequila yep. sodas. Yep. There we go. All right. Here's that to more tequila tonight. Is going to wrap it up for us today. A big shout out to the JPs, Jake Plummer and James Palmer. Big homies. Um, we're excited to see what we have in tomorrow. Let's go, baby. See you guys at Illegal Peaks.
time.